Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yep, that's me. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Gay Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. I got to call Stone back. Keep reminding myself I got to call Stone back. I want to talk some MGM, MGM with him. Skill Alexander. Jeffrey Parlay is here, ladies and gentlemen, producer number five and producer number eight. Uh, without further ado, let's bring him in from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. He is the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing? Pretty good. How's it going? Good. Did you do Danielli's uh, Los, Los Angeles City cast? How'd that go? I have. I, I did it. I did it like a week or two ago. It was, it was pretty fun. I like, uh, I like being a podcast guest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right, Danielle Alvari doing our our Los Angeles City cast. I like being a podcast guest, Jason says. I like having you as a guest uh, here. You like being a radio guest as well, I hope. And how do you like being a host, more importantly now? It's fun. It was uh, it was a little challenging at first just because the format of, of talking by yourself is a little hard to get used to, but... Yeah. It's it's fun. There's there's always stuff to talk about every day that the ga- the gambling world, the sports world never stops. So always have stuff to talk about. Yeah. I I I can feel you, man. The rest of the day I don't speak. I just I talk uh, here and yeah. then I go home and then I'm mute. Uh okay, NFL MVP. Let's start with the National Football League. We'll we'll work our way to baseball. Uh and the finalists for all the four major awards. But NFL MVP, you have thoughts. This is <clears throat> Jason about as you know, splintered a market as you can find, I think, for any MVP market mid-season for the NFL. I might be wrong. I might be prisoner of the moment, but it seems that way to me. Because remember, last year, 
just about the couple weeks ago last year. It was when Russell Wilson peaked, and now he had by this point he had started to fall off a little bit. But here you have Josh Allen and Tom Brady both at plus three fifty. Kyler Murray, uh, who we don't know if he's playing this week or not, five to one. Matthew Stafford's plus seven fifty, and Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, they're both nine to one. Everybody else is double digits. Your thoughts, your bets. What do you got? Well, I think I think the most interesting thing is uh, comparing the markets between different books. Are those are those the BetMGM numbers? Those on are the BetMGM. Yes, BetMGM. So, numbers, thank you. So you see how they have Brady up at the top at at three fifty. If you look at Circa, he's he's plus two sixty. Uh, so so Circa thinks he's he's even lower. Or if you look at Stafford, Stafford's five to one at Circa. He's seven and a half to one. I bet MGM, I could pull the DraftKings up and up. It's up. It's similar. Um, there's a lot of, of different numbers out there in the marketplace. And I think you can start eliminating guys. Like if Kyler Murray's out this week, I think you can eliminate him because that'll be a second missed game. Aaron Rodgers already missed a game. I think you can eliminate him. I don't think voters are going to reward him for his you know, COVID fibbing or whatever you want to call it. I think that's the thing. uh, I think, I mean, again, regardless of how you feel about that um, off the field, that voters are human beings and some voters are going to hold that against him. Absolutely. I mean, it's same thing in baseball. I think I've, I've always pointed out that Astros guys are kind of drawing dead for awards because, you know, they have that stigma attached to them. But I think the further down you look at the market, like Lamar Jackson's back to 12 to one. I love Lamar Jackson. He's sixth in the league, the league this year in rushing yards. You know, what else do you want out of your quarterback than, than a guy who can, you know, be a top, top five, top 10 rusher who, who can throw. He's, he's a leader. I think, I think a lot of the issue we have with this stuff is we've, we've kind of forgotten what happened in 2019 because 2020 was so overwhelming that, you know, we don't remember that that the Nationals won the World Series or that uh, Lamar Jackson was the MVP and had a historic season. His numbers are almost just as good. The only thing is he's not doing his throwing touchdowns at a at a huge rate. The, pa- but, the pandemic uh, did mess with our uh, with our memory to some degree. That it really sure. did. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's it has effects on sports. I mean, we really forgot what happened in 2019 across the sports world. It was a great year. Just we don't remember. I Nobody remember, cares. I remember the Nationals part. That's for sure. Uh, where's Lamar Jackson in the bet MGM market? 11 to 1. 11 to 1. We just didn't post him, I guess. So he's 11 to 1. Um, editorial decision back there. We're not posting a Lamar, Lamar Jackson oversight. Uh, okay. If So what bets do you have then? What tickets do you currently have? I have Jackson 25 to 1. I have Stafford at like 12 to 1, 10 to 1. Um, those, are, those are my biggest ones. I think, I think I have like Tua Tagovailoa at 100 to 1 or something, but... Fortunately, that was kind of a really small bet. I it's just one of my axioms, betting axioms, always bet on somebody named Tagovailoa. Is it Jason, you think that's bad? I had Talia Tagovailoa at two hundred to one to win the Heisman, so I oh, I had that too. <laughs> I, I was really confident in that. It made it all the way to that that uh, yeah. was it the Iowa game. Made yeah. it to the minute of the Iowa game for thirty six glorious hours. Having that ticket in my hand was wonderful, and then yeah, they played. I looked Iowa. at Maryland's schedule, tried yes. to figure out how they can get nine wins. Me too. You know? I was like, if he plays great tomorrow night, and then they had like 75 interceptions by halftime. Uh, So if someone was landing on this now, though, uh, your tickets aside, if someone looked at this market or or the markets where you can shop around, and maybe there's a best price somewhere else on one of these guys, what's the bet that you would advise right now, if there is one? 
number one bet would be Lamar Jackson for MVP. Okay. If you could bet coach of the year, if you have DraftKings, I think Cliff Kingsbury plus 450 after that road win with Colt McCoy this last week was a very big deal. Uh, Kingsbury's plus 225 at Circa. He's plus 450 at DraftKings. Anytime you can get practically double the price, you know, from, from what Circa thinks it is, I think that's, that's generally going to be a good deal. Mike Vrabel also has a, a big discrepancy. He's 475 at Circa, 750 at uh, DraftKings. I like both of those. Uh, if you really wanted to get deeper than that, I think uh, Zach Taylor kind of saw his window close a little bit this week. And uh, I don't know, Staley, if you could, if you could bet Staley at plus 750, I think, I think there's some potential there. But uh, I mean, it really depends how deep you want to get. If and how many books you have access to. If you have access to the coach of the year stuff, you could easily bet three, four, five guys and get decent money down and have, you know, advantageous odds on all of them, just depending on where you play them. You know, if you bet Vrabel and Kingsbury at uh, at DraftKings, you're gonna get double the price practically that that they are at Circa, and then you go to Circa and bet some of the other long shots. I mean, this this market is not settled. It's not close to over. Yeah, let me just also point out that Mike McCarthy for one week was the short shot to win NFL Coach of the Year. Goodbye! Which which we talked about on my show, and I said how silly that was. Me too. And how that made no sense. Yeah. And, like, we're just we're not giving Mike McCarthy the Coach of the Year no. award. It's not how this works. No, he's been bailed out by Zach and Zerline three different times this year already. Uh, the, so let me just give you a scenario with Coach of the Year, because it's one thing to talk about these theoretically, but let's let's talk about the let's talk about if all three things of these hap- if all three of these things happen, who does it go to? So the Cardinals end up winning the NFC West, okay, um, but at the same time, the Titans not only win the AFC South. They win it largely without Derrick Henry and still get themselves, because the easy part of their schedule is in front of them, still win about 12 or 13 football games. And the third scenario is while those two things are happening, the Patriots get a wild card. Or, or I won't say win the division. They might. But let's just say they get a wild card. Bill Belichick would be the, the Tom Brady uh, nostalgic pick of this market, if you will. Tom Brady is to MVP as Bill Belichick here is to Coach of the Year. So if all three of those things happen, giving a lot of juice for Kingsbury, Vrabel, and Belichick. Who is, what's the sense from you as to who wins that out? It would be tough if I was a voter. Um, I'd probably still go Kingsbury just because I've been really impressed with, with his offense and what he's done you know, year over year with, with the Cardinals and the development of, of Kyler Murray. But I'll go a step further and say that the uh, the Patriots still have two games left on their schedule versus the Bills, uh, and they're only one game back for the AFC East uh, division title. They are half so a game, they're not just alive for a wild card. They could win yeah. a division title with a rookie quarterback, which in that case, um, you know, if you're getting thirty to one on Belichick. That's a much better price. And I've talked about this before using the coach of the year market as a derivative of, of a division title or of, of a bigger award, but 30 to one on Belichick is basically a price on the Patriots to win the division. I talked about that with Brian Flores last year with the Dolphins. I said, bet Flores at 25 to one rather than the Dolphins in the division. Cause if they win that, that was, that was good right up until it wasn't at the end. (laughs) That's exactly right. right up until it wasn't. Yeah. And, uh, well, still half a football season to go. So 
uh, so much left to determine about all this. Did you have any rookie of the years? Because Jamar Chase is the leader in the clubhouse, but there really isn't a history of non-quarterbacks I, winning this. So if he if he just I stops bet, scoring touchdowns, you would think he would just disappear. I bet a couple. I bet Mac Jones early. Uh, I bet Trevor Trevor Lawrence at a hundred to one. I'm sorry, ten to one. Um, I think I bet Davis Mills at like two hundred to one because you know he's getting starts. Anyone who gets starts could win the award, but. You know, at at the moment, Jamar Chase has done enough to win the award. If he trails off on the second half of the season, he could lose. I, I bet Jamar Chase to cover some of my bets at like plus one ten. Mm-hmm. But good call. I I would not be surprised if he if he falls back, especially if Mac Jones wins or if the Patriots yep. win the division. You know, that's the guy who could win. I, I think Mac Jones is the, the biggest threat. Yeah, I, I still think Mac Jones, because that's the thing about it. I want to remember this moment in time. People think Jamar Chase is so clearly the rookie of the year. But the the problem is, is if he has any kind of drop-off, these guys, the, the voters will use any excuse to vote a quarterback into this. Najee Harris is the one sort of, you know, outlier. One of these things is not like the other. You have a running back, of all things, in Najee Harris. I guess there's a scenario where Pittsburgh just keeps feeding him and feeding him, but you know, nine to one, fair price, you'd say. I think it's too short. Um, he he's gonna have like 1,100 rushing yards or something. That's what his pace is for. It's just not a, not enough. Like it's it the 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 numbers aren't good enough. Yeah. Jason, hang out. I want to talk about these uh, baseball finalists to get your thoughts on where these numbers have mo- have moved. If they're reflective of how you think it's gonna go down next week. More with Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten, wherever podcasts are distributed. Coming back, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline have you heard about the social media platform for kids it's called zikazoo It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. With college basketball starting this week, now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only 10 United States dollars. This year's guide is everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, man's nickname is Hoops. That's how you know he knows his stuff. Matt Humans, Tim Murray, they provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today. Get your copy for only $9.99. It's $9.99 at vsan.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander from Under a Cloud of Smoke, Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, here uh, kind enough to uh, hang out with us. Speaking of basketball, Jason, is that the one – college basketball I don't remember hearing you dive into Ever, but you'll correct me if I'm wrong on that. NBA, you do some stuff, right? I retired from college basketball betting a couple a couple years ago. I think <laughs> I had made was it like North Carolina or something when they won? I I did one of those. <laughs> if I win this bet, I'll never bet on college basketball again. Sort of sort of deals. Um, so and, that's interesting. That if you won the bet, you would you would quit. Yeah, I just wanted to be done with it. I was like, I don't yeah. like this anymore. It's not fun. Just just let me win this last one and I'll go. See, I do, um, I do the opposite. Boxing, I'm like, if, if Triple G doesn't beat Canelo here, I am never betting this sport again. Haven't bet it since. Won't do it. And I made it, I made it to like 6.30 last night before I made a couple college basketball bets. So, you know, <laughs> How many did you end up making? <laughs> I don't know. I, I lost like 1000 bucks. I decided oh, to call man. it at that point. So it was, is that it? Are you know, retiring again from college basketball? Or are you going to? No, no. So I still do. I, I still follow the Big West. Like I watched the Irvine game last night. That was one of my losses at Irvine plus five. Everybody was on Irvine. Were I, they? I anecdotally, I yeah. Oh, I wish I had known. I wouldn't have bet them. They, you know. But but that was just a homer bet. I wanted to watch, you know, my my school play some some ball, and that, you know, I'm all, I always bet on Irvine when they're in the College World Series. I bet on them every game. Like, did you, Did you go to Irvine? Yeah. Oh, I graduated two degrees. I forgot that detail about you. All right. Yeah. They won the World Series one year, didn't they? Or they lost in the finals? Nah, they, they they they. I don't think they've won it any any time recently. They have made it a couple times. Yeah. It's always pretty exciting, but. They have a good they have a good baseball program too. All right. Speaking of baseball. All right. So these again, we we sort of said out loud, when the finalists come out, will some book repost these? Now, in a legalized jurisdiction, I don't think we'll see them because there are people on this earth who know who have won. These are not again just the three three random names that they thought would make a good television show this past Monday on MLB Network, courtesy of the Baseball Writers Association of America. They're actually the three top vote getters. So I'm not sure you'll see this reposted. They do exist, though, and I'm just curious if you think, because people are out there with tickets on a whole bunch of these markets, if these, in your opinion, might be reflective of how these are going. Maybe somebody knows something, or, or are you just like, nah, it's kind of random. Let's start with the Cy Young. American League, Robbie Ray is now minus 1,500. Garrett Cole, plus 550. Lance Lynn, 33 to 1. Do you think, I don't know if he should be minus 1,500, but do you think Robbie Ray is the favorite? 
Yes, and and you got to remember these these are like hundred dollar limit markets that'll, that'll yes. go up to like maybe five hundred dollar limits at the end of the week, and they're capped in terms of your winnings, I think as well. Yeah, very very capped, very you know very gimmicky. So but you, I know the guy, I know the guy who made them. I talked to him. Okay, so so you know the guy who made these. This is this is why you're the guy to talk to. So you know the guy who singularly made the opening numbers once the finalists were announced. And his description of to you is how he came up with the numbers was what? Basically a combination of his sentiment, um, you know, him browsing the news and who he thinks, how it's going to be bad, who's, who's going to bet it, how it's going to be bad. One man's sentiment, following the news, how he thinks it's going to be bad. Okay, I like it. Um... NL Cy Young, Zach Wheeler plus 140, Corbin Burns plus 170, Max Scherzer 2-1. to one, The closest of all of these. I hope these are the – I hope that's accurate. I hope he's right and that, that Wheeler and Burns are the favorite and that Scherzer isn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Scherzer wins, but I think, I think in the end there was just too much going against him. He had a couple bad starts at the end of the season. The Dodgers were relegated to a wild card spot. He only pitched 179.2 innings or whatever. That's it's not enough. Like historically, the Cy Young is is closer to 200, and and you know once you get under 180, it's it's like one or two guys have won with numbers like that over a full season, uh, and he got traded midseason. So I think there's just too much going against Scherzer in the voters' minds. If you're gonna go on the low end, you know of of innings, and you're gonna go with Cor- Corbin Burns, whose underlying numbers were elite. If you're gonna go and reward more production, then you're going to go with Zach Wheeler, who had the most strikeouts and the most innings, you know, and we're talking 30, 40, 50 innings over the other pitchers. That's a big deal. You know, that's going an inning deeper in every start. That's starting more often that that should be rewarded. So I think Wheeler and Burns are the guys. Those are the guys I have tickets on. I wrote a lot about Wheeler being mispriced down the stretch. So hopefully I have a winner there. Um, Yeah. Scherzer. Scherzer, hope he loses. Back to back to the guy who made these numbers. Uh, was it your sense that he thought this would be a moneymaker for the book? And I think more interestingly, at least more interesting to me, would be, did he get the sense that this would be really bet heavily? No, I, 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 don't, I don't get the sense that he thinks it's going to be bet heavily. Uh, the, the answer to why he does it, I honestly don't know. Um, but I know that they're they're the only one that that put up these numbers. You know, like like you mentioned, the legal books won't put up these numbers. Yeah. I don't think they're allowed to by, you know, gaming. Gaming won't let them post this market this late. Uh, offshore, you could do whatever. But uh, no, I, I I don't have any insight into how much handle they think they're gonna do or why they do it. Um, I, I really don't. I, I'm I'm. I'm, I would like to know more about that myself. Yeah, because because what I'm getting at is, again, we're in Nevada. In Nevada, we have these old entrenched, you know, shops. Largely, there's there's newer ones that have come in, obviously, in recent years. But you don't have the the DraftKings of the world here yet, where when they do, whenever that day comes, uh, there will be lots and lots and lots of different markets, as there is available currently right now in in their jurisdictions, right? And so I always am fascinated by, you know, like, I just don't know that the folks here are ready for how much people like betting this kind of stuff. People, if it's, you know, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. 
And so one of the big complaints you always get from bookmakers is, yeah, that, I mean, that sounds like a good prop, but no one's going to bet it. Uh, I don't know. Not so sure. Uh, last couple of things here. AL Rookie of the Year. Arosa Arena is minus 275 in the AL. Vonder Franco, your guy, 2-1. to one. Luis Garcia, 16-1. to one. Well, we know that Franco was a top three vote getter by by virtue of being a finalist. Yes, How that's going to break down, I, I could not tell you. You know, I've I've gone through all the scenarios in my head a whole bunch of times. Could the votes be split three ways? Can the votes be split two ways? Can it just be a Rosarena in a runaway? Um, all are possible, but it's a it's a positive sign that Rosarena beat out uh, Garcia and Mountcastle for a top three spot because it means he was at least at least first, second, or third on a lot of those ballots. Um, if he could swipe uh, enough first places, I I could see Franco winning. Um, I'm, I feel good about it. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's a loser. I'm not saying it's a winner. I just think, yeah. you know, if you have a hundred to one ticket on this or 90 to one ticket on it, you have a good bet right now. I would you, have totally, have, I would have totally voted for Franco for, uh, I, yeah, I would have voted for him a hundred times. Yeah. I would have That's coerced I, people to vote for him. That's exactly I what I said earlier. Jonathan Indy, he would have coerced people in an LBJ kind of way, twisting their arm, literally. Uh, NL Very Rookie much. of the Year, Jonathan Indy is minus 2,500. No need to elaborate there. It's his. Yes? I, I can be very persuasive. Um, <laughs> I bet you can. Minus, yes, <laughs> India, India minus 2,500. I, I would be a little upset if he lost. Um, he was 40 to 1 on opening day. And I was like, oh, man, 40 to 1 opening day for a starting, starting player. And I was like, nah, I'm not into it. So I ended up betting him at 5 to 1 later in the year. Jason, out of, um, out of curiosity, what's your favorite persuasion tactic? I think people want to know. Um, just, just, just very, very seriously ask, ask for what I want okay. once. <laughs> okay, just curious. Uh, just once. I don't, I don't ask again. AL MVP Shohei's minus four thousand. No need to elaborate. Correct. No, nothing. I'd be. I. There will be no podcast the day after if no. he uh, if he doesn't win. It will be a day of mourning. It will be a day of of national mourning. Uh, and then the NL MVP. Finally, this was minus one ten, minus one ten. Juan Soto, Bryce Harper. Now it is Bryce Harper minus two seventy five. Juan Soto plus one seventy. Tatis is twenty to one. Is that ref- with people who are holding those tickets, Bryce Harper or Juan Soto? Should they look at this and say, oh? This is good for Harper. This is bad for Soto. Or is this just random whatever? You know, it's it's the saying that the hope that kills you kind of reminds me of of this. Seeing it open minus one ten each way, you know, just gets your hopes up. Like, like oh man, we have a chance. But if if you had asked me to open this market, I would have made Harper, you know, minus five hundred, Soto plus four hundred. So to see that it's 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 where it is now is. Slightly reassuring, and I asked I asked the guy who made the numbers, I said, do you think Soto's going to win? He says he thinks it's close. Um, I, I've seen some stuff from people who actually voted who said it's it's closer than they thought it would be. Um, but there's a, there's a large contingent of bookmakers that I know who say that Harper should be minus 1,000 and that I'm drawing yeah. that. So I, I don't know. And we end on that note, ladies and gentlemen. I think they're wrong because I, I always think I'm right. <laughs> And often you are. Jason Weingarten. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Let's 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 cash these tickets next week and celebrate on air. NFL next, preseason and midseason picks. Numbers game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Friday's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a look back at the Breeders' Cup with horse racing nations Ed DeRosa. 
Kate Hunter recruited the horses from Japan who won two of last weekend's championships, and she'll talk about her role. Subscribe for free right now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcast, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, or as the cool kids call it, the RFRP, sponsored by First Bet. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, let's talk some NFL. So last night on Primetime Action, which uh, I don't know if you know this, I do with uh, Matt Brown and uh, Kelly Billen, uh, we... Uh, we did our we reflected on our preseason picks in the National Football League in terms of every division, uh, conference, Super Bowl, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, MVP, and then we did our midseason stuff. And so it's very interesting to look back to how off we were before the season started, and how different they are now. And really, the difference in our picks much more stark now midseason than they were at the beginning of the season. So preseason. Um, just to give an example, I had Patrick Mahomes as my pick for the MVP. Uh, Mac Jones was my rookie of the year pick. I had Sean McDermott as my coach of the year pick because I thought he was the guy who got snubbed uh, with Kevin Stefanski last year. That's who I'm going with. Here they are coming up on the screen. Um, and then, you know, standard picks before the season started. I had the Bills in the East and the AFC. I had the Browns in the North, the Titans in the South, the Chiefs. Hey, look, we all did. Before the season started, most of us did anyway, to win the AFC West. And then in the NFC, uh, this gets a little comical in the NFC East because I had the Washington football team, which, believe me, at the time wasn't that outlandish. <laughs> kind of now. Then I had the NFC North. I had the Vikings. Look, they're 3-5. and five. They could be 6-2, and two, for goodness sake. Uh, but they're not. This just did. To win the South, the Bucks, To win the West, the Rams. And then to win the AFC and the NFC, it was a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. I saw on the Chiefs to win it all. You know, hey, that's what I thought. Well, those uh, the Chiefs part may look comical, but I don't know, may not. They're in the race in the AFC West. I think they're terrible, quite frankly. But when you look up at the standings, they're in it. Uh, obviously, Washington is the one that's the most comical of all the uh, division picks. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have the Giants, I think, uh, Matt had the Giants to win it all, and Kelly was the one guy who had the Cowboys last night on the show. So anyway, how does that differ from what our perception is of things now? And here's where, here's where I am midseason. You will see that in the AFC, in terms of my division winners, three of the four are the same. I still think the Bills eke out the AFC East. I actually think the Browns, now that they're getting healthier, do come back and win the AFC North. Somewhat controversial, because I think I... You know, if there's a team disrespected here, it's the Ravens. I'll admit that. I got the Titans still winning the AFC South, despite not having Derrick Henry. They're 7-2. And And, uh, the one change is I do have the Chargers winning the AFC West, not the Chiefs anymore. NFC, um, look, I don't know how anybody can disagree with the first three. Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, East, North, and South. I still have the Rams winning the West, and this has everything to do with, I think the Cardinals are great. I had them power rank number one but I just don't know about the long-term health of Kyler Murray. And so I still went with the, with the Rams to win the West. Now, as far as, and here's where it gets wacky, and here's where I'm going to let the hate wash over me. But I have the Tennessee Titans winning it all. You ready for that, everybody? There's the, there's the bomb I'm dropping. I have the Titans, lo- uh, excuse me, Titans beating the Rams in the Super Bowl because I still think the Rams veterans on defense ultimately will win them playoff games. I think... Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, maybe even Von Miller come up so big in the playoffs that the Rams get their way through the NFC postseason. And as we look back on last year's postseason, I don't care what anybody tells me, the Bucks just had the royal flush of good fortune. They Jedi mind-tricked opposing coaches in a way that we tend to gloss over. 
in the postseason. Talk about you, Matt LaFleur. But the reason I have the Titans winning it all, and by the way, Mike Vrabel winning Coach of the Year now, is because, again, they're 7-2. and two. The wins are banked. The hardest part of their schedule is done. The easy portion of their schedule is in front of them. So even if they sort of lollygag here down the stretch, they're going to win that division, and at some point, and here's the key to it all, this all comes down to they're going to get Derrick Henry back, I believe. It's vague. We don't know because it's a, it's a small toe metatarsal injury. So people recover from those injuries at different times. By the way, Titans 14-1 to right now to win the Super Bowl. I think Derrick Henry will be back. And this team in the postseason with Derrick Henry, we talked about it uh, last segment a little with the power rankings. Every other one of these teams, with the possible exception of the Buccaneers, is flawed in some way. And I just feel like, and in the AFC specifically, we go through every one of these teams. Every one of these teams in the AFC is flawed big time. So forget the NFC teams for a second. And I just think the Titans, who are tried and true, right? They are not a team showing up for the playoffs for the first time. I think they are the team that nobody is really thinking about that is going to make an amazing postseason run, and I think they are going to get to the promised land. And I know that is a minority opinion. I get it. But that's the team I landed on. Jeff, what's the uh, the scale of 1 to 10 in terms of insanity there on that? I don't uh, – 4. I don't think it's that bad at all. Here's they, who they got left on the schedule. New Orleans this week, Alvin Kamara's status in doubt. Houston at New England, bye. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh, home San Francisco, home Miami at Houston. I don't care if you have Derrick Henry or not. There's about four or five more wins on there. This could be a 12-5 and five football team conservatively at the end of the year. They're winning that division. Sorry, Colts fans. And you want to play this team in the postseason? I don't think you do if Derrick Henry's back. This is maybe a year for them where having the extra playoff team and only one team getting a bye hurts their chances a little bit more than it normally would, Gil. Because if they get the bye, they go exponentially up in my thinking of they can win a Super Bowl. Because it would be an extra week for Derrick Henry to get right. You have one last game, obviously. We saw last year Kansas City only had to play two, got to the Super Bowl even with the uh, Mahomes concussion in the Cleveland game. Tampa, you were right. It was it was Jedi mind tricks yeah. on opposing coaches. It was a strange run. People and gloss over that. Yeah. It, it was, just fell their way beautifully. Jared Cook doesn't fumble. That's a different lose game. That game. I mean, there's probably. a lot of things that had to go their way that went their way. But for Tennessee this year, though, Gil, if they're going to me, if they're going to make the Super Bowl and have a chance to win it, obviously, they need the bye. So they have to keep winning throughout this whole season, get the one seed. And if they get the one seed, then all of a sudden you're holding the ticket and you're feeling really darn good about yourself. They got the best record in the AFC currently. And again, I just read out the schedule. Even without Derrick Henry, and the Camara thing falls into their lap this week, it appears. Even without that, I think they end up with the number one seed. I will agree with you and I will disagree with you. I agree with you completely on the bye week. I do not care about home field. Like, I think this team is, it's home field impervious, right? It just doesn't matter. It's fair. Yeah. Let's go back to the uh, to the midseason ones because I want to go to my uh, awards and how those differed. MVP, I do land on Tom Brady now, not Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes falls in that category, at least before this season started, where like, he's kind of the LeBron of the NFL. You could give it to him every year, we thought, at the time. 
you just get bored of giving it to him. He might fall into that category eventually. This certainly hasn't been that year. Just had his first interception-free game since week one, Patrick Mahomes. So Tom Brady, what I said about Belichick before the season is what I'll say about Brady now. Belichick, it was, hey, if this team makes the playoffs, if New England makes the playoffs, he's, they're probably going to, the sentiment is going to be for Bill Belichick having done so without Tom Brady. I feel this way about Tom Brady now, 44 years of age, with no one else really distinguishing themselves above the fray. Like after that Matthew Stafford performance on Sunday, you can't really talk about him currently. Rodgers has missed a game. I think the point that Jason Weingarten made about regardless how you feel about Jason, about Aaron Rodgers off the field here these last couple weeks, some voters will hold his actions against him. It's not a, it's not a political statement. It's just a, probably a good handicapping thing in this category. Um, Kyler Murray seems to be missing multiple games. No one else is really shining. Derrick Henry's hurt. So I think it's Tom Brady. If, if the Bucks win their division and it's a regular season award, who's not voting for the 44-year-old guy? Especially if you think this is his swan song. What do you think? Not a swan song. I not think a Brady, swan Brady's going to play until he's 50 at this rate. Gil. Might be. Uh, and, Lamar, then, and the rookie of the year, I just, oh, you go with Lamar Jackson. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson would be the one that I would look yeah. at right now because Baltimore keeps winning in spite of that defense being terrible and seemingly falling behind by double digits in every single game, and they're coming back because of Lamar. Yeah. By the way, I don't have a Titans bet in my account right at this moment, but I will by end of by end of week for sure. And then Rookie of the Year, I still I still held my ground on Mac Jones. That's the one of the awards that I, I still feel the same about now that I did before the season. And again, I'll say it, I know Jamar Chase is the favorite out. Everybody is just absolutely drunk on the Jamar Chase touchdown train. But, and we're starting to see it now, if he doesn't score touchdowns on a weekly basis, and we still got half a football season left, the drop-off on him in a market like this, which is not historically given to anybody but non-quarterbacks. Justin Jefferson had the wide receiver year of life last year. They didn't win it. So to think that Jamar Chase ought to be the favorite now, I just don't buy into it. And I think if the Patriots make the playoffs... Mac Jones will be the beneficiary of that as well in terms of the Rookie of the Year category. Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi Line, next. I got questions for him. We will do that in between now and the Lombardi Line. It's a numbers game at Feast the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before. With BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long, download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. It's that simple. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer. Not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, he hosts the Lombardi line here at... Uh, oh, wait. We have a little Jets news before we uh, get to Michael. Sorry. Yes, Mike White. Going to start this week for the New York Jets oh. against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Robert Sala also went on to say that Zach Wilson's going to run the scout team this week, even though he's not a hundred percent all the way back from that PCL injury. So, who knows what's going on there at Florham well, Park? I hope you enjoyed the Zach Wilson era there in New York, everybody. Uh, now he is the host of the Lombardi Line, which is at the top of the hour. Um, we had a chance to talk to him though in between. He's also got the book uh, Gridiron Genius. The name of the podcast is GM Shuffle, and of course, he is the great Michael Lombardi. Worked with all the greats in the NFL. How you doing, man? I'm good, Gil. I'm I, I'm sorry. I, I felt really disappointed for your survivor pick. Oh, I mean, thank you. I, I feel badly. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. I think I've learned this. You, you've been a lifetime better. I don't bet, but I've learned this in working here at Visa. Is sometimes all the handicapping can be right. It's just the, the luck of the draw. I mean, to to watch that game, and I did on Monday. To 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 just give the game away like the the Bills did is inexcusable and it certainly causes some concern about the Bills overall but also their lack of really trying to understand how the game was going and what they needed to do to win the game. Yeah, I mean it was just such the most peculiar performance ever. They haven't beaten anybody. I will acknowledge that. That was kind of my reason for using them quick cuz I thought everybody else would crap out with them later. But let me just ask you a broader question cuz I brought this up on guessing lines and it's just a total it's a total nebulous statement I made. It was just an aside where I'm like 
do you get the feeling like adding a 17th game has this weird effect that is not just adding one literal game, but makes it seem like the season is just way longer. And so we might be prone to getting more of these letdown performances. And the second part of that yeah. is that as we move forward, who's going to like, who's going to sit guys? Like there's a whole bunch of tentacles to that, but let's, let's start with the first part. Do you think that it might be prone to more letdown performances? You know, you know, like anything, you have to sell it. You know, I, I listened to Charles Barkley on WIP today, and he said, you know, everybody talks about yoga. Yoga's just stretching, only they sold it as a different name. Well, <laughs> 17 games needs to get sold as a different way. And I, and I suggest this, and I would do this if I were still in the league. I would tell every player in my locker room, look, how many plays you played is what matters. If you played 900 plays last year, as the starter for our team in 16 games, you will not play more than 900 plays next year. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You're not going to play more than 900. You're playing a 16. Now, we may, you may, that means you're going to best rest a little bit in week two, three, four, whatever, but your play count's only going to be 900. That's all it's going to be. And I think the league has done such a bad job of managing this. It's not about how many games the players play, it's how many plays. And if they would just say, okay, every positional player is only going to play 16 games, what their number was in 16 games, and then you got to figure it out in 17. That means you might have to rest a guy eight plays during a game. What's wrong with that? It would help coaches actually coach better. Really, it would help them coach better. It would make the team rested and feel fresher. Plus, it would put an emphasis on depth. A team like the Rams couldn't just go out there and play with their guys and, okay, the Rams are going to get caught up because of the depth. So for me, I do. I think it's hard. Volume is what kills everything. I say this all the time when I give talks to, to businesses and, and companies. Do you know the reason why all those helmets at the, at the SEAL team are, are sitting there in, in the quad? They have 175 people come in, uh, men and women, that have all the credentials, all the athleticism, can do the push-ups, sit-ups, chin-ups. They can do it all. 175 of them. At the end of the at the end of the bud training, there's 25. There's 25. 150 helmets are in that quad. Do you know why? Not because they can't do the push-ups or the sit-ups or the run the mile. Volume, volume. They can't do it every single day. The volume kills a lot of us. And this is what you're talking about. The 17 game is volume. And if you don't coach about volume, you're going to lose your emphasis. So I'm curious, you know, because from a from a handicapping standpoint, we we're just talking about future, potential future plays right now here at the midseason mark. Which teams do you think home field advantage? Home field. Let's not let's erase the word advantage because we've all talked about that. How that's uh, dissipated over time. But which teams do you think home field will mean the most for in the postseason, and therefore will care enough to? you know, just go all out the rest of the way? Or which teams, maybe conversely the way to ask it is, which teams do you think it won't matter as much to and might have games where they're like, you know what, maybe maybe we do sit a guy or two here. It's sort of the NFL, now that we have a 17th game, we're, we've never been through this. Maybe it's the NFL version of load management. Yeah, I think this, and Bill Walsh said this, you know, Bill Walsh had a better road record than he did home record at the 49ers. And I asked him once, I said, Coach, why is that? And he said, because to win on the road, most people think you need to win with defense. Now, this is in the 80s, Gil. And he said, you win on the road because of your offense. Because every first down shuts them up. Every first down quiets the crowd. And when you get first downs, no one talks. 
They're all on the edge of their seat. So the answer to your question is whatever team's really good offensively, the Colts go into Buffalo last year. And if Frank Wright, and, and I know all the fourth down people that love that he goes for it on fourth down, if he just kicks field goals on th- fourth down, and so he's going to win the game. He's going to win the game, right? And he goes into Buffalo and almost steals that win. You know, Buffalo has a chance to go into Kansas City. You have to be able to move the ball. You can't go and play great defense on the road. you got to play great offense, and I think those are the teams that gain the advantage. Um, let me ask you, we were just doing Coach of the Year talk, too. We had a bizarro Coach of the Year this year. So the worst jobs. Uh, Urban Meyer <laughs> comes to mind. But the reason I ask is because I, I grew up a Washington football team fan. And is Ron Rivera not getting the criticism that he perhaps deserves? Oh, he'll never get No. I mean, look, you know, he battled cancer, and so that, that certainly he deserves all the integrity and all the, the support that he, deserve, he gets for that. But in terms of building an organization and attention to detail as a head coach, he, the, the, we can't separate the two. And it's one of the worst coaching jobs you've seen. No attention to detail. A defensive team that's filled with talent that underachieves, whether, it's, whether we're wrong about the talent or not, I don't know. But I agree. I mean, to me, he would be that. I've been saying that for seven weeks. And when I do my handicap, and they're one of the teams, I grade every coaching staff as part of the power rankings. You can't get a lower grade than their staff, offensively, defensively, or in the – actually, the kicking game, they're not as bad. But the decision for the kicker, just think about that process of the kicker. I can't even put what his name was. The Blew guy it. Who He's gone. Was, it was getting every kick block. Like, Blew did it. somebody watch him in workouts? Like, did Thank somebody you. watch this kid? Thank you. But that's just a microcosm of yes. decision-making, Gil. Do you know how much me and my my Washington football fan friends have been texting and talking about that? Like we we ended up Baltimore has a guy on the practice squad under Justin Tucker who's like this unbelievable kicker. Washington down the street, right down the you know the ninety five uh, fr- freeway down the ninety five highway, can't figure out that there's a guy up in Baltimore that's better than anybody they could bring in. So they bring in Blewett. He's not a professional kicker. Can't get it past the line of scrimmage. Gone. Joey Sly, now the new Washington kicker. It's unbelievable, the incompetence. It's incredible. It really is. And my, my coach of the year, I think I think it's, to me, it's really, after mid-season coach of the year, it's, it's Mike Vrabel by far. Yeah. What he did to Sean McVay in Los Angeles was, was just incredible. And he does it week in and week out. He gets his team ready to play. Uh, you know, I think it's been really, really, it's been his best coaching job by far. All right, rapid fire here to close it out. The most yeah. fraudulent team that is considered by conventional wisdom to be a good team right now is? Oh, boy, that's a great question. You know, I lean on the Rams on this a little bit Ooh. because I don't think the Rams are very tough. I don't think they're very tough. And I think Stafford is, is the, uh, it makes Stafford, when they had golf, McVay had to run the ball. He managed golf. Stafford is that beautiful resort in the Bahamas. You just love to go there, and everything's easy. (laughs) But when it gets hard, all of a sudden, you're not as tough as you once were. To me, I've got to see more out of the Rams the next eight weeks. Yeah, I called Buffalo soft this week, too. I think that's what you're calling the Rams as well. And then uh, you had a great week last week. I hear you were 3-0. I want to say three dogs that won outright. Is that true? Yeah, true. Yeah, we did. We had a good week. Which, I mean, look, it, 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 I, I, you know, the more weak information you get with your power rankings, the better are you handicapping the games, and you can find some variance in the numbers. And unfortunately, I've been smart enough after getting burned a couple times just to stick with my numbers. So what's your favorite pick right now midweek for Week 10? You know, I think it's going to be New Orleans in Tennessee. Ooh. I think it's going to be New Orleans in Tennessee. 
Got to watch the injury report for Alvin Kamara, though, on that. Because that, obviously. Yeah, only 17 touches. Only 17 touches. That's not enough for him. That's one of the reasons they lost that game. I've watched games on prime time. I'm like, just give him the ball every play. Seriously. Just give him the ball every play. Michael, thank you. We look forward to the Lombardi line top of the hour. Dave Ross hosting. Who doesn't love Dave Ross? Enjoy. (laughs) From all of us at Visa. Thank you, Michael. V-Sports Betting Network. Thank you, Gil. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.